We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Welcome back, everybody, to episode 40 of No Other Pod. Can't believe we are 40 episodes in. I'm Jimmy. Oh, that's like a year. He's Dan, it's getting close to that. We're going to have to do something pretty exciting no, for nice. our one-year anniversary, I feel like. What do you say, Dan? Uh, Yeah, probably so. It's coming, uh, it's coming up, isn't it? It's coming. We got just a couple more months, and then, uh, you know, we started... Last year, right after Sporting KC won the U.S. Open Cup, I think it was our very first episode the next week. That's um, right. I feel like we've grown a lot in that year's time. Oh, we've grown a lot, dude. I've, <laughs> uh, I've learned some things about myself and about you, and it's been, uh, it's been good. It's been good. It has been. And uh, hopefully, our, our you know, we've had some good fans who have stuck with us from the very beginning. Appreciate you guys. Had a lot of... Uh, Good constructive comments and, and suggestions along the way. We've tried to take some of those into account. Um, so please Uh-oh. keep them coming. Uh oh, my dog's <laughs> my dog's here. By the way, let's. Uh, I don't have. Hey, hey, settle down, bitch. That's uh, that's <laughs> that's Splinter. He uh, he comes around from time to time when the when the wife isn't around to preoccupy him. But dude, speaking of feedback, uh, we kind of have a. Uh, we kind of have a funny one here, all right? Uh, uh, a new a new five-star review, all right, on iTunes. It says that the subject is, if you want the fan's voice. I'm like, okay. And it says, these guys have it. Okay, that's mm-hmm. exciting. And then it says, easily one of the top ten Sporting KC-specific podcasts. Hold a, Hold the phone. Hold the phone. <laughs> are, they, are, they, are they trolling? <laughs> are they trolling right now? Uh, they might be because I think I can think of three sporting KC podcasts. So, okay. Either I guess way, it's good. We're it in the top 10 of the three. <laughs> it made me laugh very hard. I, uh, I was like, okay, Hey, top 10, baby. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> we'll take it. We'll take uh, whatever we can get. But that was, and their name from enemy territory. Um, love it. There you go. Yeah. We'll take so it, thank man. you. Hey, it was five stars. Whether you were trolling or not, it was a good laugh either way. Uh, thank you so much. So, guys, if you haven't done that for us, go give us a, a rating and review on the podcast app. All right. It takes like 
10 seconds. So we, we do appreciate it. We're climbing. We're at 55 ratings. Uh, we, we'd like to make our way to 100 here you know, in the next few months. So let's make it happen. Let's do it. Uh, yeah, and uh, as we mentioned last week, last couple of weeks, we're just going to mention it briefly again. Um, pretty cool discount code for our listeners. Um, on the Volley Apparel, Dan, you want to give them the website and then just give them a, a couple sentences on why they should buy something using our discount code? Oh, you're you're limiting my word count to a couple sentences. <laughs> That's all right. I mean, I'm not going to no. cut you off, but... Guys, on the volleyapparel.com have been gracious enough to give us a 15% off coupon discount code to their stuff. And they got a lot of good stuff. I mean, we're talking uh, uh, regular t-shirts. We have like jersey style t-shirts. They have hoodies. Uh, do they have hats? Do they have hats? I haven't noticed. Uh, I don't honestly remember. I was I was looking at all the t-shirts because there are too many of those I want to buy. A lot of cool t-shirts, man. Uh, if you guys go over there, uh, uh, enter no other pod at checkout in the discount code section and uh, you'll get 15% off. So put, you know, spell it out, put the spaces in between the words, just like it's a phrase and uh, hit us up on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Couser at JC Mac zero three and at on the volley. Um, let us know if you, if you bought something and what you got, cause they got they got some good stuff, so I am constantly trying to find money in the budget to buy something. <laughs> <laughs> That's the tricky part, is you got to have uh, the money. <laughs> but they do they do have a couple hats, though. It's just one's on the volley uh, snapback hat, and they have another one that uh, says TGK for the goalkeeper. So There, there you, you go. go. Any goalkeepers out there, go get your hat. Absolutely, um, man. So thanks to On the Volley, and thank you to you guys for listening to us and going to support this uh, cool soccer clothing brand. Yes, sir. Um, obviously, we have a lot to talk about this week with the crazy game at Children's Mercy Park against the Houston Dynamo. We will get into that. Um, but one of our fan suggestions was uh, maybe just do a couple of quick hits on SPR. And SPR had a game this weekend, so I just want to spend good, a couple minutes on this real grief. quick. But uh, this game was a crazy 3-2 to two game as well. Oh, and man. I don't know if you got a chance to catch any of it, Dan, but our uh, our guy, Mr. Seth Stanovic, got in the game getting some rehab minutes. Uh, he got he on the scoreboard. Uh, Carlton Belmar got on the scoreboard. Uh, Malaysian Messi, little coos got on the scoreboard with a yes, hell of a free kick. And then the, the thing that I want to ask you about most in this game is, did you see how this game ended? Because I've never quite seen anything like this. Yeah, bro. I did. And Hey, Rubio got some minutes too, by the way, which was, which was interesting. Cause he, uh, he was so tired from playing three minutes the night before. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, he did. Rubio did start played, I think, a full half um, after he scored in the Sporting KC win. But uh, for for those who may have missed how the SPR game ended, so there was three or four minutes of stoppage time. I don't remember exactly what it was, and and uh, they're playing the Las Vegas Lights FC, and Vegas was awarded a penalty kick right at the end of the game. And you think, okay, well, chances are they're going to bury this penalty kick. It's going to end in a draw. It's going to be pretty disappointing. Um, <laughs> Simple enough. What Vegas did, and this is like the most 
Las Vegas thing to do because if you've seen any of what this team does is it's it's freaking a weird team they're Um, gamblers dude yeah so what they did was instead of just taking a normal penalty the guy who walked up to the spot just tapped it to the right a little bit a teammate of his came flying in from the back I guess to try to throw off the the SPR keeper tried to fire it in the net and just bounced it right off the right post and then uh that ended the game pretty much and SPR won three to two um I've never Pretty seen anything weird. like this. Yeah. I, I, I think I've seen that done in like training yeah. videos or like men's league, women's league, intramural league type games when there's like nothing to play for. I've never seen really? it. I mean, like USL is not MLS, but it's a professional league. I've never really <laughs> seen this in a professional game before. I'm sure it's been done, but I haven't seen it. So it's very strange. Yeah, I've never um, seen it either. And it, uh, it's, it was a weird game, man. I didn't see the whole thing. Uh, went to see the new Jurassic World movie, by the way. Not too bad. But Ooh, okay. uh, I, I came home and I saw, you know, the highlights and stuff. And it was, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Like, people were just laughing at this. They're like, what the hell? And that's that's what I retweeted. I was like, what the hell is this? Yeah, so I, I, was I was just I was flabbergasted. It's it's very strange, but I mean, if you've been following Las Vegas Lights FC at all, you know they are all about doing things differently. So their jerseys are crazy. They got neon all over it. They have like llamas or alpacas. I'm not sure which one because I don't know the difference in all of their team photos. Like it, I you know they give it's out weird. like l- literal gambling chips, like casino chips to their players for good performances, which is probably of questionable legality. But, um, I mean, it's just like rewarding them with money, I guess. I guess, except, yeah, I don't know. It's very, it's all, they're, they're a fascinating club and they are embracing all things Vegas. Oh yeah. Um, When their jerseys came out, it was goofy. And then we saw the llama slash alpaca thing going on and it, it's kind of fun, dude. Like if I was, I mean, if I lived out in Vegas that, you know, I'd, I'd go to those games. I'd support them. Yeah. But uh, but good for SPR getting the win. Um, some Sporting KC guys getting some minutes, so uh, good for them. Um, love to see that, and uh, we'll keep updating you on uh, SPR doing some quick hits in future episodes. Yeah. They're climbing. But, I think they're fourth or fifth in the uh, Western Conference right now. So yeah, they're getting there. They're kind of they kind of do this every year. They're kind of like are there hanging around. They get to the playoffs. They do really well in the playoffs. Get to the final, and then. Unfortunately, haven't been able to win the final each of the last two years. But, hey, maybe this is the year. Yeah, it's we'll not see. what it's about, though. It's not what this team is there for. Peter has said it a million times. Yeah, they're they're there to get – I mean, to do pretty much what they did this game. Get guys like Seth. Get guys like Little Coos. Get guys like uh, Belmar and Rubio. Minutes when they can't get first team minutes. And it's working. Um, exactly. But speaking of first team, let's get to – the main event. Um, Sporting KC hosted the Houston Dynamo at Children's Mercy Park on Saturday night. And uh, this was an interesting one from the get-go, if for no other reason than some unexpected lineup notes, including defender Graham Smith making his MLS and Sporting KC debut Starting at center back across from Ike Opara, uh, I think most people thought if if 
Beasler or Opara weren't going to start. It was going to be Emiliano and more. Um, or Didich, right? That's who it, or or Didich. That's true. Um, but no, Peter Vermees went with the young guy, the rookie, Graham Smith. Um, and then, of course, we had Jalen Lindsay. Uh, we had uh, Daniel Shallowy starting at striker, Johnny Russell on the right, Jerso on the left. So when you see this lineup, especially a young guy like Graham Smith and Jalen Lindsay both on the same side, and you know we're playing against fast, uh, pacey attackers like Albert Elise, Maral Minotas, Romel Kyoto, what is going through your mind before this game starts? Well, I didn't know why Didich isn't next in line. Like, I mean, they signed him to a first-team contract, and he was, you know, out of Butler and uh, – or not Butler, sorry, Baker University. And uh, right. I, I was just – I was confused as to why, you know, why the young gun jumped Amer Didich. So that was my first thought. And then my second thought didn't get a chance to come because Ike Opara let – let uh, a guy go score a goal two minutes into the game. <laughs> so I was like, oh, well, now I have more thoughts. So whatever. <laughs> yeah, I haven't seen any. The only person I saw who offered any real sort of speculation as to why it was Graham Smith over Didich was uh, Andy Edwards from Talking Touches. Um, and, and his was more just speculation as well. Maybe Didich isn't as good um, changing uh, direction isn't quite as fast as Smith and and with the the pacey attackers uh that the Dynamo had maybe Peter thought Smith would be a, a better option I don't know um we did find out that Peter didn't start Emiliano Amor for what Peter called psychological reasons which when I first heard that I think it sounds worse than it actually is because it makes you think like oh no what's going on um but Peter basically said when a guy's not used to playing game after game after game, uh, mental breaks are just as important as physical breaks. And he thought, hey, let's he's been playing really well. Let's just give him a mental and physical break from this game so as to not wear him out, get him thinking too much. Um, and in the end, it worked. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It That, that was an interesting um, coach's decision is what they called it. So Yeah, interesting play. Uh, I mean, it worked out in the end. And, and hell, the yeah. dude almost got on the score sheet later on in the game. Inches away. Inches that was, away. Almost That was bananas. Yeah. yeah. Would have been pretty crazy if he could have done it. Um, but like you mentioned, Ike gave up an early mistake in the second minute of the game. Ike was trying to dribble up the field, kind of had a little errant touch. Houston got it. Ball was passed to Mara Minotas, who slotted it past Tim Ilya for a 1-0 lead in the second minute. And uh, you were texting me, and you were not happy with our good friend Ike Apara, were you? Well, you know how I become a little negative Nancy every now and then, uh, which is nice, <laughs> by the way. If we're going to continue to turn games around like this, I'll continue to be negative as hell for the first 45 minutes if we're going to get results like that. But, uh, you know, I, I think I kind of went off to you. I don't remember exactly what I said, but I was just like. I know, got it I, up if you want me to read it. Oh, you want to read it? <laughs> hey, all, all vulgarities and all. Let it, let it go. <laughs> 
This is Ike, so I get this. It goes uh, from Dan. Everyone's head is always up Ike's ass because he does so much good, but we fail to realize that he gives a lot of balls away. We don't notice it because he tracks back and makes up for it, but his passes are always garbage. Um, and then this this is my favorite, not to get too political, but uh, he's like Trump. He causes problems and then gets this credit for solving all the problems he caused. So <laughs> there you go. That's oh, unfiltered man. Dan heat of the moment. That <laughs> was hot. That was hot, man. Yeah. That's yeah. I, you I know mean, what though he does? He sometimes he gives it away, but he busts his ass to get back and looks like a hero. So that's that's where I was going with that. Yeah. And and to you know distribution has never really been his sole responsibility. Usually Beasler's the guy who gets the ball if we're going to try to play out of the back and build out of the back. And he's the distribution center back. Ike's the guy who's there to track back. Um, he does give the ball away every once in a while. But with with a, a, a rookie making his MLS debut alongside him, Ike's responsibilities kind of had to, to step up a bit in this game. Um, he had to be sort of the general of the back line. Of course, he's got Zussi back there, but Zussi's basically a wing back pushing up and down the field. So Ike's really the one back there trying to direct things. Um, and yeah, it was just a silly individual mistake that led to an early goal. But honestly, the entire team kind of looked out of sync the entire first half. Don't you think? Dude, it was super weird. I mean, it just, we weren't, the chemistry just wasn't there. And by the time that half was over, I, I don't know. I don't know why we give up, but hey, all you people at the stadium, y'all didn't give up. You you were letting letting them have it. You were letting them know we were there for them. They could come back. And I, you know, when we attack that other goal, dude, you know the cauldron is in that goalkeeper's ear, like every game. Yeah, for sure. They they were getting back at uh, at Joe Willis again, just like they were Jesse Gonzalez last game. And I truly believe that when uh, when the Cauldron or the South Stand, whichever side the keeper's on, when they start kind of going at the keeper, you know, and, and in a in a way that doesn't cross the line, but but can get in their head and and, and do some banter, I I truly think it makes a difference. Um, Joe Willis this time didn't engage back like Jesse Gonzalez did, but he hears it. Like he he knows that's there. Oh yeah, um, no doubt. I mean, I guess his mom said hi as well. Uh, I I don't know. I'm sure she did. Everyone has nice yeah. mothers. Yeah, then they're all friends with the cauldron. Uh, Who knew? <laughs> yeah. So it, everything looked out of sync the first half. I think it was just about the worst first half I've seen Sporting KC play. Um, there wasn't anything going in the attack. Gerso kept getting around players and then basically just running off the end of the field with the ball. Um, yeah, what the so heck, fast, dude? But he's so fast, yeah. but can't do anything. Yeah, it was it was strange. I mean, he was making some people look real silly, and then he was making himself look more silly by not being able to do anything. Out Bro, there. how cool um, was that? That video that I sent you was it that up close and personal where he pretty much broke that dude's legs. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he shook do, him. he's got, he's got a lot of technical skill on the dribble and, and, and he's super fast, but we knew when we signed him out of Portugal, finishing wasn't his strong suit. And Peter said they wanted him to work on scoring goals. And I think he had a, a hat trick at one point last year and had a couple of spurts where we were like, okay, maybe he's getting there. His service still isn't quite there for me. His finishing still isn't there for me. 
he can run around people, but he's got to work on, you know, serving the ball into the box in an effective way or, 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 or cutting inside with it and, and, and shooting it back. He's got to do something because you can run around people all day, but if you can't do anything with the ball once you pass them, it doesn't do a whole lot for you. So, yeah, I don't know. Absolutely. It's, he's so fast, man. And I like having him on the squad because, I mean, he really gets down there. So, the the crosses that he's delivering into the box are are they're solid crosses sometimes it's just uh, other times it's 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 nothing uh, to be desired yeah um so it's sporting kc went down 1-0 early they were fending off um a a continued attack from Houston until the 45th minute right before halftime again icopara involved Kind of had an errant um, tackle, Bro. if you will. Did you see that would have been a yellow? Did you see why he did no, that tackle? What? Huh? Tell me. Well, it's because if you looked like up towards the top of the screen, like seconds before oh, that, yeah, yeah, the tackle happened on Ilya, and I think it was like a revenge tackle. And Ike's like, "Yo, you're not going to call that? Then I'm going to come in right. hard you're, as shit." Yep, I think you're 100 percent right. Because I forgot Ilya did did suffer a hard tackle right before that that a lot of people thought should have been a foul, and yeah. so I came in kind of kind of as the defender. You're 100 percent right. Um, that was just but flat I, out revenge. Yep, Ike hits the uh, the tackle. Um, would have been called for a foul, but advantage was played. Um, Kyoto um, shot it up to Beasley, who then fired it across to Manotas, and then it was two zero Sporting KC. My question for you on this goal, so when Beasley got the ball, he was on a full-on sprint. Melia started coming forward like he was going to challenge Beasley for the ball. Beasley touched the ball first right at the top of the box. Do you think if Melia would have continued instead of stopping, he might have been able to slide and, and, and stop Beasley from even passing it to, to Minotis? I don't know. What do you think? It was hard. It, it was at the top of the box, and I think he knew that. He was like, ah, I'm going to get a handball you know, outside the box and I'm in trouble. And so I think he just held up. I think he had to, I think it was too close. Yeah. He, he would have had to get it. Perfect. A hundred percent. Right now I've seen, I've seen keepers do it. It's not easy. They kind of slide and then they kind of, as they're getting out of the box, push it with their chest, but it's, that's not, that's not an easy thing to do. I think the problem was, he kind of got caught in no man's land. He came up just far enough where there was no way he could track back to to get back to the goal. Um, and then once Beasley just found Manotis wide open, it was game over. Um, well, game over for that goal. Although you and I might have thought it was actual game over at that time. <laughs> it felt that way. Um, yeah. I think things were not going well. Um, so at the half, it's 2-0. Sporting KC is not doing well um and one of the reporters in post game asked peter what did you say at halftime what was your message what was going on in that first half and peter said i don't think it was the young guys i think it was just a series of individual mistakes which sure that first one at least for ike is definitely an individual mistake um and then he said the intensity just wasn't there which i think we all agree with when the reporter asked him what did you say specifically to the team to get them fired up? Peter, all he said was, I think you can figure it out. Um, so to me, it sounds like Peter 
probably laid into them pretty good at halftime because he just said the intensity wasn't there. Um, and then they came out in the second half and it was like a totally different team right from the get go. So when you saw that they started to, to sort of respond and play better in the second half, did you think that there was a realistic chance they could come back or, or were you more just kind of like, I hope so, but I'm not expecting it. Dude, I really didn't think so. I mean, I was just sitting there like uh, it was just done. I was like, this is going to be a wasted two hours here. I don't know what happened. And we just can't doubt these guys. You can't ever count them out because they've proven that they're not out. They might be down, but there's no doubt in any any of their minds that they can come back. And that's that resiliency is exactly what any successful team needs to go on and win trophies. I mean, whether it's being down, uh, uh, you know, against Dallas or, or, you know, being tied with Dallas last year in the Open Cup, nil-nil, and being down a man for the whole freaking game and then coming back to win 3 nothing at the end. Like, I don't know. These last couple of years have shown something good happening, and I think it's going to be exciting to be around in, uh, in the fall and see what, see what comes of it. I agree. I think the depth certainly helps and and to and and we'll we'll talk about this a little bit more in a bit once we get to the end of the game but um after all the goals scored in this game Sporting KC has 8 goals on the season from people off the bench which is a club record for a season and we're what like 16 games through the year so i think that kind of speaks to what you're saying about you can't really count this team out they've got quality they've got depth we haven't had before so even if they get down by a couple of goals like they were in this game or like they were against colorado earlier in the season there were a lot of parallels to that game that some of our uh, fans on twitter pointed out um they 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 can always come back they just gotta get that first goal once they get that first goal um kind of opens the door and and that's what happened in the 59th minute sporting KC had been sort of knocking on the door for the first 15 minutes. Uh, Jalen Lindsay sent in a gorgeous uh, cross off his left foot that bounced off uh, the head of Roger Espinoza almost scored. Um, and then just a couple minutes later, again, Jalen Lindsay sends in a left footed uh, cross to Johnny Russell who whiffs it. It then gets to Gerso who shoots it right at Joe Willis. And then it bounces to Johnny Russell's head, who whiffs it again. And then uh, finally, Daniel Shallowy is there to put it in the net. Suddenly, it's two to one, and we have a game. Um, Bro, even at that moment, I did not believe that we had a game. When that goal went in, I said, wow, what a random shit show of a goal. Like, it just ping-ponged around until Daniel finished it. And I was like, oh, good, we got one back. That means nothing. And really, I ought to just shut my mouth because it means a whole hell of a lot. Yeah, the uh, the, the text I get from Dan is, wow, what a shitty random goal. <laughs> Which, he's not wrong. This is a bad weekly segment, bro. I, I get pretty filthy and, and negative. I'm just a negative person, I think, in my life. I should fix that. It's, you know, it, it happens. Um, well, when you're negative, people can't let you down because you're already down. It's true. You, you won't be disappointed. <laughs> um, but my my thought actually after that goal was Lindsay's actually sending in balls with his left foot, which is something we had not seen up until this game. Um, and he looked good. 
sending in balls with his left foot for as little as he's wanted to do that. I was expecting every time he did, they'd be like flailing balls that, that had, would have no pace on him or anything. He was sending in strong balls on target with his left foot, which if he can do that, that adds a whole other dimension to the offense when he's in there that we have not yet seen. Um, yeah. It's like he spent the last month just doing it over and over, just running down the sideline and kicking one into the middle with his left foot. He, over and over. Yep. I think, you know, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if, uh, if that's what they did. Uh, but I mean, if you're bad at free throws, you're going to sit there and shoot a hundred free throws in basketball practice. That's true. That's true. So they probably have <laughs> been having him do that. Um, a few minutes later, our boy Gerso had what I thought might be sporting Casey's last chance because we kept, attacking and attacking and attacking and shooting and shooting and shooting. Um, but then Gerso had a point-blank shot that he just had to slot right past oh Willis, and he just missed it, just totally screwed it up. And and I remember – We're done. Yeah, I, I texted you at that time. Um, I said, dude, I think the Gerso chance was it. And after that, for like the next 10, 15 minutes or so, it felt like we just slowed down and like it deflated us. Um, I don't know. Did you see that too? Yeah, it absolutely felt like that. We we just weren't getting anything. Uh, Houston was really trying to go a little more defensively. Um, you know, I think maybe we were getting a little tired too. But, you know, when we, when we made some substitutions, it really did uh, light a spark. And then... Speaking of substitutions, Diego Rubio checks into the game in the uh, 85th minute. Officially, 23 seconds later, Diego Rubio gets on the end of a ball that was pretty well played. It was Rubio to Johnny to, I think it was Daniel, and then back to uh, Rubio. He fires it top right corner 23 seconds after coming on the field. 2-2 Sporting KC, we have a game. And uh, what what yeah. was most interesting to me about this goal was I'm thinking, oh thank God we 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 saved the draw. We're we're we're, we're getting a point at least. It's all good. Sporting KC weren't satisfied because they didn't run to a corner to celebrate. Rubio was obviously happy. They immediately ran and grabbed the ball and ran back to the spot because they were looking at this and they're going, dude, we still got five minutes plus stoppage. We can we can oh, grab yeah. another goal. We're going for all three. Um, we're at home why why wouldn't we you know yeah i i love that mentality i think um you know i i don't know why i wasn't I, there was so little time and i and i i was so happy and the cauldron was so happy i just expected they'd celebrate that they at least salvage the point but um i I'm love not that sure many other teams have that mentality at home i i don't i don't i don't know to be honest um like I know we talked about our, our friends, the Portland fans earlier, where they were celebrating the 0-0 draw against us at home, which was yeah odd. Um, I, yeah. And I, we would have hated that have we drawn, uh, drew with these guys. Drew? Drawn? Drawn? I don't know what I'm saying. Drawn? We would have hated it. <laughs> yeah. How many times have we texted back and forth after a disappointing draw when we're like, man, I, I'm glad we got a point, but that really felt like a loss. Um, yeah, it feels gross. It's not good. And the players don't look happy. Like, they expect to win every time they step on the field at Children's Mercy Park. And Peter expects them to win, too. They're never happy after a draw. And so do the draw. fans, man. 
Yeah, the fans aren't going there to to see a tie. They're going to see a victory. Absolutely. And thankfully, our boy Kyrie Shelton came into the game. Uh, Daniel Shallow, he got the ball out on the left side, saw Kyrie making a run, fired it in. Kyrie left foot in the net, 88th minute, winner. This is after Eric Alexander got sent off for a second yellow card with the Houston Dynamo. So Sporting KC capitalizing on the one-man advantage. And this was yeah, the eighth dude. goal off the bench that set the single season record. So it's, Bro, it's this was pretty hype. crazy. We were pulling off defenders and putting on strikers. Like we were, we were coming. We had four up top. Whereas Houston had already pulled off, you know, attackers and have put on defenders. But we just, yeah. we just cut them apart. I mean, that, uh, the, the Diego goal was amazing. I mean, guys, I don't know if you saw, but it was up, it's up for goal of the week. Uh, I think voting ends on Thursday. So if you're listening to this on Wednesday, you ought to go get Diego that goal of the week. Cause it Please was, vote. it was pretty sick. We got to beat Atlanta Kyrie, fans. Kyrie's was just see, and there, there was no Atlanta goal of the week, so they can suck it. Oh, good. <laughs> but, but yeah, that's why. Cause when I looked, I was like, Oh, Diego's winning goal of the week voting must not be any Atlanta nominees. They wasted all their votes on the All-Star starting 11. Well, we'll get to that. But <laughs> the uh, you know, uh, Kyrie's finish was just clinical, dude. Like he was just in the right place at the right time. He snuck in and just got a foot on it. And that's all you have to do as an attacker, as a finisher. That's all you have to do. You let it. You let the cross come in and, and you put it away. Yeah, it, it, was, it was pretty gorgeous. And now people have criticized Kyrie for his his lack of of scoring this was only his second goal on the year for Sporting KC um his first goal at Children's Mercy Park but look Kyrie creates uh, I, don't, I don't know if people want to hear this or not but Kyrie creates space for other players he creates space for other forwards I truly don't think Shallowy or Johnny Russell or or anyone else who's on the field at the same time as Shallowy will have the success that they're having without a big, tall, physical striker like Kyrie who can just muscle space in the box and, and create room for, for people like Johnny or Daniel to make runs that they're making. Um, and that's something that Sporting KC hasn't had in a striker in a long time. Because as physical as Dom tried to be, he was tiny. Um, Kyrie is a big old six foot three dude, and he was able to muscle past the defender, create his own space in this case, and fire it into the net. Um, he said after the game, it was, it was the best goal of his career so far. Uh, he had a giant smile on his face and said that he had too many emotions to put into words because he looked up at the cauldron after that goal, saw the fans going nuts and just thought that this is the most amazing environment he's ever played in. So pretty cool. Fantastic. Pretty cool words to hear. So after that sporting KC, win three to two takes sole possession of first place in the West because earlier in the day, FC Dallas lost to a 10 man Red Bulls side. They lost like four zero. Uh, I think we broke FC Dallas after we beat them last week. And that's kind of what we did last year to them. After we beat them, they went on their horrible run. Um, so maybe they'll do it again. I don't know. But with the Dallas loss and the sporting win, um, Sporting KC now are leading on points and points per game in the West. Take sole possession of first place, two points behind 
Atlanta in uh, in the Supporters Shield standings, but Atlanta do have one more go- uh, game played than uh, Sporting KC. So there's that, dude. But, the yeah, players man. know what's at stake here, man. They know they they want to go for Supporters Shield. They're not just going for for home playoff seating now. They they're like, let's get that and let's go get that Supporters Shield because that's exciting. It's been I mean, quite they don't a while. put enough emphasis on Supporters Shield, but. You know, it's still a it's still a trophy. Yeah, I, I I'm one. That, that's a good point, and and I, and I, I guess I want to get your thoughts on that. Is is how how much do you value the supporter shield? Because in other leagues around the world, winning the league in the regular season is the tr- I mean that is the trophy that is the championship. There is no playoffs yeah. in EPL. There is no playoffs in Bundesliga. You There's win no the regular season. Yeah, it's I mean that that's how you win. Um, and MLS playoffs are so random. Do you think that as fans and or even as a league, we need to put more emphasis on the supporter shield and not just MLS Cup? Um, I mean, so, supporter shield gets you. I mean, it gets you into the Champions League again. So I mean, it's like it, it's still a it's still a, an accomplishment, you know. So I don't mm-hmm. I don't know how much more emphasis we can put on it because fans are, fans don't seem to take take it too seriously anyway to win supporter shield yeah um, but it just shows you were very consistent all across the season it shows that you made it happen that toronto team last year i mean if we were compared to that toronto team that's huge like they were very respected and very dominating yeah no you're right um i i would be thrilled if we won the supporter shield one because it means we would have been the best uh team in mls throughout the regular season and two you're right. It'd lock us up another uh, Champions League spot. Um, it would, uh, although I think we're in the next version of the Champions League, no matter what, because this is that weird year where they're like combining last year and this year before they do the whole new format of the Champions League. Um, but it also means we'd win the West, and it means we'd beat Atlanta on points, which I'm always good for. So, uh, exactly. Yeah, it- it would be pretty cool. But through 16 games, Sporting KC, they've won nine games, only lost two. They've drawn five. And this is without arguably our best player in Felipe Gutierrez. And it's without that designated player striker that Sam McDowell's reporting. Sporting KC are still trying to acquire sometime this summer when the transfer window opens. Um, That's really close, by the way. That's only like a couple weeks. Yeah. Once the World Cup's done, um, I think just about around there, transfer window opens. Um, there's a couple of players that we already know, big time players coming into MLS. Um, Andre Horta is going to LAFC. Um, at the time of this recording, it hasn't yet been officially announced, but all, more than likely, Wayne Rooney's coming to DC United. Um, <laughs> Seattle's bringing in um, a player from Peru. So. There's some teams are making moves. Hopefully Sporting KC will make a move as well to kind of keep pace. But it's I've been saying this year, I think this might be the best, deepest Sporting KC squad ever, considering that we're in first place in the West without arguably our best player. So it feels that way. I mean, look, look at our left back position, for instance. Okay. Sestinovic, it got hurt. Okay. Jimmy Madronda got hurt. Uh, Christian Lobato, I believe, got hurt. All those people that could play left back. Oh, wait, there's still Jalen Lindsay. 
Like we have versatility and that's very exciting. Like you're just not, you're not scared to put someone back there that, that can't play that position because we have people that can play that position. Yep. You're hundred percent right. The depth on this team um, is, is something unlike I've seen before. And, and I truly think with players like Jalen Lindsay or Juan Cousin or Carlton Belmar, we are truly starting to see the value, even Graham Smith of Swope Park, because Graham Smith, after the game, when I asked him, when did you hear that you were going to play and what was your reaction? He said, well, Peter told him a few days ago that he was going to start. Um, right. And, and he was happy. Um, and, and he talked about how much Ike and, and Graham and then even Peter, like mid-game, were helping him. But he said, honestly, one of the biggest things that has contributed to success so far for him at the club is getting minutes with SPR. Because he said you can practice all you want, but there's no substitute for getting real game minutes, even if it's in the USL. Um, and they play the exact same style that Sporting KC plays. So, let, I mean, you said at the beginning, SPR is not there to win trophies. They've done well in the, in, the, in the playoffs and all that, but it seems like from what we've seen with Juan Cousin, with Graham Smith, with Jalen Lindsay, heck, Daniel Shallowy even had a, a lot of time there. SPR's serving its purpose and 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 pretty much serving it exactly as Peter hoped. So it's pretty cool. Um yeah man, very cool. I mean it's that's what it's there for and you know a lot more MLS teams wish they had a USL squad like that. So but a lot of a lot of USL fans don't don't enjoy that at all. They don't like the secondary MLS teams. Yeah, it, it, I mean it does I understand that it does kind of take away sort of some of the value from the USS potential, excuse me, USL potentially, but there's no arguing MLS is the primary league in the United States. So, you know, this is what teams do. This is, I mean, Barcelona has Barca B, um, Barca B there, there are teams worldwide that have their, uh, their B teams, if you will. So it's certainly not unheard of. Um, if you want to be successful, you do what successful clubs do. Yep. Heck, NYCFC and New York Red Bulls, in their own right, are kind of B teams to Red Bull Leipzig or Manchester City. So <laughs> it's kind of how it works. Um, but we 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 asked our fans on Twitter to t- sort of tell us what their thoughts were after that game. Um, Will Bernhide, hopefully I'm pronouncing his name right, said he's still having a hard time breathing, which uh, <laughs> can understand that. He sent a pretty Rightfully cool so. video of uh, of the fans after that that third goal, so that was cool to see. Um, Wasabi said, "What were your thoughts on Graham Smith? Personally, I felt like he kept hanging back, keeping Houston on side while the rest of the back line was pressing up. Did you see that, or was it just me?" Um, did you notice that at all? I, I don't, I don't know that I necessarily recalled that specifically. Uh, maybe he didn't mean to be, but I think he was kind of playing the Beasler role while Ike could kind of go play that little, Ike tries to be a shadow striker up there, dude. I mean, he'll try to take the ball up and, you know, dribble past people. And I'm like, are you kidding me, bro? You are a center back. All right. Simmer down. But it yeah. seemed like Graham was, you know, Graham was, uh, laying back but it's real damn confusing all right i can't have two grams on the field all right i can't that's that bothers me 
Say that again. I can't. I can't have two Grams on the field. Oh yeah, uh, with, with Graham Smith and Graham Zusi. That's uh, it's it's too much. It's too much. Yeah, Graham. no, I, I I get confused too. Every time I say Graham, I'm like, wait a second, which Graham am I talking about? Oh, yep, nope, Graham Smith, not Graham Zusi. Um, yep. <laughs> so it, it it gets a little confusing. Um, yeah, I I didn't think he necessarily. I, I he was learning and adapting in the middle of the game, like you said, that, you know, Peter was yelling things at him middle of the game. Ike was yelling things at him middle of the game. Um, so there were probably a couple times where he wasn't quite lined up with the rest of the back line, but I didn't notice it enough to, to say, hey, he's causing us to keep uh, Houston attackers onside. Um, right. It didn't seem like it harmed us or anything. No. And then uh, Bob and Weave sent us a, a few tweets here, so I'll just read those real quick. I know some people aren't so sure about the young ones playing, but I don't think that was the issue on Saturday throughout the first 65 minutes. Uh, do you think the lack of energy purpose or just, or do you think there was uh, the lack of energy um, was them just getting used to each other? Um, and then he mentions that he thought Jalen did a good job in a position that was injury hampered. Um, and, and that, you know, we seemed out of sync for most of the first half, missed a lot of passes um, and that's when he mentions, you know, the game was almost an exact replica of the game in Colorado, except uh, this time we actually got the game winner. Um, so, yeah, I, I mean, Peter kind of answered that where he thought it was just a series of individual mistakes um, and just a lack of intensity. Um, I, I, I didn't see anything that was specifically like the fault of the young players throughout the first uh, first half, especially. I mean... Ike was the one who gave up the goal. Did did you see anything different there? No, I didn't see anything bad um, with the young guys at all. I mean, I was I was kind of wondering where Juan where Juan Cousin was. Um, then found out, you know, he was down with Swope. But uh, what 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 was the actual what what was the comment saying that it seemed like we young people were making mistakes? No, he was just saying that he thought some people were. We're saying that the young guys were making mistakes, but wanted to know if we thought that was it, or or if it was just a general lack of intensity, basically. So I think it was just general lack of intensity. I mean, when you say young people making mistakes, who who are people referring to? Yeah, that that's the thing. I I don't I can't pinpoint any. You just know, Jalen, Jalen, or, or or I guess Graham Smith. Um, but Graham Smith isn't necessarily young. I mean, he's a college grad. Yeah, I mean that's true. He's 22, young in a like I guess inexperienced right? might be a a better a better word for him specifically. He's not a teenager like Jalen or Buzio or or Juan Cousin. Um, I'm all about it, man. If these young guys can keep getting 22. minutes and keep uh, keep developing, I say hey, play them as as often as they can, as long as we keep getting results. So we're gonna be set yeah, up for the future really well. Hey, I'm gonna go uh, kill my dog real fast. Please hold. <laughs> <laughs> um. So next week, Sporting KC move on to play the Montreal Impact. Montreal did um, impact. Impact de Montreal. Um, yeah, they tweet all of their stuff in French because oh, they yeah. are from French Canada. Parvoule, um, give me a break. <laughs> they uh, are not great this year they are 10th excuse me ninth now in the east they were 10th but they beat orlando city 2-0 um they're ninth in the east but uh they have a negative 11 goal differential 
Um, they've only scored 20 and they've allowed 31 goals. Um, Sporting KC themselves have scored 31 goals this year. So, yes, this is on the road at Stade Saputo in Montreal, but this seems like this should be a winnable game for Sporting KC, I think. What do you think? It sure does seem like that. I mean, who's their goalkeeper? Evan Bush is kind of a big deal, right? I think he's still their keeper. Yeah, and then you got uh, Ignacio Piatti. I mean, he's a yep. big deal. He's he's kind of like a diamond in the rough up there. It's like, whoa, whoa, bro, what are you what are you doing here? Are you okay? Like, do you need us to get some someone for you? I and you know what? I don't think he is okay because there have been rumors that he's very. Um, unhappy in Montreal and that there are even rumors that maybe Montreal would uh would sell him so well I mean they should before he gets hurt or something yeah him and he's not a young guy either he's like 32 so oh really yeah but he's one of the best midfielders in MLS he's just buried up in Montreal (laughs) so um that's true that's but true. Yeah, so I, it's basically it's it's France. It's like French Canada up there, right? Like, is that why they talk in French? Because no, not other no other Canadian places do that, right? Toronto doesn't. No, Toronto's not in French Canada. Montreal is in uh, French Canada, in in so the province of Quebec. Um, yeah, have to get. Bot- it's annoying. Get of this. Yeah, it's annoying because even if you go to their website, like I was just on their website right now, by default it comes up in French, and I'm like, I, I want Seriously? English. Yeah, I don't. How there's an option sense? to, because they're, I don't know, Montreal. Is it just a? It's just it's all French people. I mean, it's like, I mean, I don't know, dude. If you go to South Texas or or Southern California, there's a lot of Hispanic people, but you don't go to those websites and they pop up in Spanish, you know? Yeah, well, I mean, if you go to their official Twitter, it's listed as Impact in Montreal, and then uh, the uh, the first sentence is. Compte officiel de l'impact de Montréal. It's like everything is in French. Um, and oh, all of their tweets sounds, start in French. Sounds so romantic. I sound, I probably sound like I'm butchering what should be a romantic <laughs> language. Oh, read their uh, tweets to me some more, Jimmy. <laughs> no, I don't. This is not where I thought this segment was going to go. All right. Sorry about that. <laughs> it's just the French gets to me. <laughs> but... um. <laughs> Yeah, they play the French national anthem. I think they well. Okay, That's double weird too. double check I mean, that. I, I I may not be. I know they definitely play the Canadian one. I think they play the right. French one, but I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, okay, that's that's different. Oh, dude, I didn't tell you though. You know what I almost did? I went what? to the Houston Dynamo website because once upon a time they were asking for jersey sponsors because they don't have a jersey sponsor for their kit. <laughs> oh, yeah. Bro, and I was going to submit. Oh, I got a whole thing planned, you guys. It was going to be marvelous. And they must have pulled it from the website because I was going to put in a bid for no other pod to be their jersey sponsor. <laughs> and I was and I was going to bid like you know four bucks. <laughs> it's going to be more than what they're getting now. <laughs> so. Yeah, I'd be like, come on, you got nothing. What are you doing? And and I was so sad. I was like, man, it's not going to be as fun to like tell that I was going to do it. Everyone wants to hear that you did do it, so I'm sorry I let you guys down, but just know that I was going to. It sounded funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, back up to the Frenchies. So do you do you have a, uh, a a prediction of sorts for this game? Well, it's a road game, so I think you got to. I'm thinking two nil, right? Um, 
they're not scoring a lot of goals and conceding goals. So don't you got to think two nil? I could see it being like two one where we go up two nil and then give up like a crap goal from like lack of concentration or something toward the end of the game in like the 85th minute. Um, as we're known to do at times, but I agree with you. I think we'll win. Um, and I think, yeah, if, if we win and, uh, and Atlanta does not, and they're, I mean, they're playing at home against Orlando city, but if Orlando, uh, we have the chance to take the lead of in, in the sport of shield, if Orlando can get a result against Atlanta. So we'll see. Um, do a, a couple of quick hits around the league from last week. Um, Philadelphia smacked the Whitecaps four to zero. Uh, Red Bulls beat FC Dallas, even though the Red Bulls were down a man three zero. Orlando insane. City lost, like we mentioned. Um, Orlando City, since they fired their coach, are just in disarray. Um, I don't really know where they go from here. There were rumors that yeah. they were interviewing Caleb Porter, formerly of the Timbers. Um, I heard that too. So we'll see. And then uh, LAFC beat the crew 2-0, even though they didn't have Carlos Vela. And Atlanta tied Portland 1-1. Those are kind of the biggest games. Um, It it looks like this week coming up is a little bit of a rivalry week because you got the uh, Sounders are hosting the Timbers. Atlanta's hosting Orlando. Um, San Jose's hosting LA Galaxy. So, I don't know. This this could be a fun week. Are there any games that stick out to you specifically? Kind of feels like that, doesn't it? Um, oh, God. You know, Vancouver and Colorado stand out because they're both a couple of inconsistent teams. Not necessarily fun to watch, but, uh, hell, I didn't think Colorado would put three goals on, on Minnesota either. But, uh, I don't know. That'd be cool. But also Chicago, New York in Chicago. That could be a fun yep. one. Yep, for sure. Um, Seattle, Portland and, doesn't quite have the luster it once did because Seattle's no. so garbage right now. And Atlanta's going to spank Orlando. I mean, that's just that's just what's going to happen. They're going to get three points at home against Orlando. Yeah. Um, maybe Philly. Dude, Philly's got some stuff going on. They might be able to put some goals up on L.A. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be in L.A., so it could be kind of hard on the road. But Philly... They got firepower if things are clicking. Yeah. Um, you know we Toronto, have a Tuesday game next week too. Well, yeah, for the uh, for July fourth, there's a two, there's Tuesday and Wednesday games. Yeah, we got some holiday MLS. Um, the only other game I was going to say is Toronto FC versus Red Bulls on Sunday. Um, Toronto, this might be like a must win for Toronto if they want to turn things around because it's getting a little too late for them to actually play catch up if they want to yeah, push bro. for a uh, a playoff spot. They are um, in 10th in the East, six points below the Union, um, almost bro, halfway through like, the season. They average like it's a point good. a game. Yeah, it's bad. Um, and they're not even missing really anybody for the World Cup, really. So, nah, man. They still got Jovinko out there. They still got Michael Bradley. I mean, do they really miss Josie Altador that bad? Maybe. I don't know. There are rumors that Giovinko might be leaving for Tigres in Liga Emekis too. So we'll see. Um hmm. gonna be kind of interesting to watch. But then you're right. Holiday holiday soccer. Houston Dynamo play uh against LAFC on Tuesday. And then uh 
We got all sorts of games on the 4th of oh, July. We'll, we'll preview the 4th of July ones next week, won't we? Yeah, we'll we'll have uh, just in time, we'll be able to preview uh, RSL versus Sporting KC on the 4th of July. Um, True. So before we let our good listeners All go, you, we've both been uh, both been watching a lot of World Cup. Um, oh, okay. Thought you were talking the All Star Game first. Oh, All Star. That's right. We did mention we were going to go uh, touch on the All Star Game. Um, yeah, man. Congrats, Graham Zusi. We did get Graham Zusi. Congrats to Graham Zusi. That's awesome. He good is job, in everybody. The uh, the fan eleven as a defender. Um, there is six Atlanta United players in the fan 11, which is really annoying. Gross. Um, but Freaking one, of, barf. one of them is Darlington Nagby. And Atlanta just announced that Darlington Nagby will be out two to three months with injury. So, Darlington, Did they say two to three months? Yeah. Darlington Nagby will wow. not be playing Juventus in the All-Star game. Um, well, I guess that means Roger Espinosa's in. No. <laughs> should be, man. Um, that's also well, kind of this now. Yeah. Last year, the Chicago coach got to pick the next 11 and he picked a lot of his Chicago guys. All right. Rightfully so. And I'm like, okay, would Tata really pick more Atlanta guys to go with all these Atlanta guys? <laughs> and not. last year, I think, I really think that they would have picked Tim Melia, but wasn't, uh, wasn't Stefan Fry, the commissioner's pick for the second goalie. Yep, and I think it was because he and was I the only sounder. Correct. There was no sounders, and they wanted to represent the sounders on there. So I'm like, crap, dude. If that happens this year because there's already an SKC guy on there, would they really do that again? Would they bring in Stefan Fry again? Um, I or hope Joe not. Joe Bindick or someone <laughs> that's been decent? I hope not because Tim, once again, deserves it. Um. If for no other reason, just the amount of penalty kicks he's blocked this year. Right. Or they probably bring in Luis Robles or, or Nick Romando. I just, I can see that happening and it's, it's crap. I mean, I want to see Tim get a half of a, an all-star game and, and that's a paycheck too for these guys. You know what I mean? They play in this game, they get a paycheck. Yeah, for sure. Um, and it'd be pretty cool for, for a guy like Tim Melia to just continue his story of going from pool goalkeeper to like, Saving some shots from Another Juventus, All-Star. like yeah, it, yeah. It, it'd be it'd be pretty cool. Um, I don't know, we'll see. Hopefully, a few more Sporting KC players get in there because they certainly deserve it. Johnny Russell deserves it. Hell, Daniel Shallowy deserves it. Did you see that? Like even Andrew Weeby, your boy, did a whole segment on Daniel Shallowy and how he's about to become a household name. So, this is uh, exactly, yeah. Sporting KC players deserve it. Hopefully they'll they'll get their shot. Um, but yeah, man. Before we wrap up, real quick, World Cup. Um, World Cup time. Are your teams still in it? Have Have you had any of your teams eliminated? Two of my teams have been officially eliminated. A little bit of controversy surrounding some of them. Um, Iceland's out. Iceland was my number one team. Um, you know they they couldn't do it against Croatia. Um, Croatia's looked really good. Croatia wins the group um, with a full nine points. Um, Nigeria was another team I was pulling for just because I think they're fun to watch. I love their jerseys. That was the one that had a little bit of controversy because they were playing Argentina. There probably should have been another handball that would have given them a PK to tie it late in the game. 
They even went to VAR, but decided it wasn't a handball, even though it clearly was. But, alas, Messi and Argentina made it through. But Croatia's the third team, because I am part Croatian, that I'll be rooting for. I have a Croatian jersey coming in the mail from, like, 2012, because it's freaking awesome. Um, So That's awesome. Yeah. And I know you are a Germany fan. Your team had a little bit of excitement this week, huh? That was bananas, dude. Like I, I was, I was like, "Crap, this is uh, this is not ideal." How's he going to hit this free kick from this angle? And sure enough, he catches the goalkeeper off guard and hits that free kick. It was oh, unreal. Unfortunately, I was stuck in a meeting. I couldn't watch it live, but I went back. I, I get a text from you. All it says is "bro," and you've got your Germany kid on. And I was like, "Oh man, something happened." <laughs> yeah, dude. It was. Uh, I think I. I think right afterwards we went to see The Incredibles, and so I was in the movie theater bathroom, and I snapped you from the bathroom <laughs> like a teenage girl. There you go. <laughs> um, but no, my eight teams are still in it so far, so I'm doing pretty well. Denmark <laughs> went through, and I would love to see Germany and Sweden go through. I'm sorry, Mexico fans. I'm sorry, but I don't want to see Mexico go through. It is what it is. <laughs> I think that's fair. Um, Wells Fargo's not paying you, so you don't have to root for them. Exactly. Um, don't at me. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, my brother, my youngest brother Eddie, was in a German uh, pub in LA what? when it happened, and so he just That's sent fantastic. me a video of all of these Germany fans just like going crazy and hugging each other. Um, oh, I love it. Pretty cool. I hate that I got to watch their like deciding game today. Actually, Wednesday. Uh, you know, they play at the same time that Mexico plays Sweden. So it's like, I wish I wasn't at work for this game. You know what I mean? Yeah, I totally get it. Um, as things stand right now, we know Uruguay and Russia are going through. We know Spain and Portugal are going through. We know France and Denmark are going through. And we know Croatia and Argentina are going through. Oh, so France we still have too. France is another squad that I like. That's good. Yeah. We still have four more groups at the time of this recording to uh, to be decided. Um, obviously Mexico group F everybody's well, yeah, I think technically Dude. everybody's still alive. Even Korea, That's even though they have zero game. points. Yep. So any of the teams could go through and any of them can be eliminated. So that'll be some fun games well, to watch. No, Korea can't go through. They, I think can from crazy tiebreaker situations, but they have zero points. I mean, there, there won't be a tiebreaker. No one else has three points everyone has at least four well because i think they play either i don't remember who but i think they play sweden or germany so they play germany yeah so if south korea beats uh germany then south korea has three points and germany has three points and if mexico beats sweden then germany sweden and south korea all have three points no you're right for some reason i thought germany had four see i'm trying to forget that they didn't lose to mexico yeah 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 so you're right then it starts going to goal differential that's right so germany really needs to just spank korea like three nil you know what i mean yeah and then they're through it's winning in for germany so absolutely um, well yeah maybe i don't know what well that's not entirely wins and it's goal differential yeah the group it's it's going to be exciting one. either way, guys. 9, 9 a.m. If you're listening to this, you better tune in. It's going to get nuts. <laughs> um, 
I guess we do know England and Belgium are both going to be through too because both Tunisia and Panama can't go through. Um, England, of That's course, right. beat Panama 6-1. Um, and then everybody it's all a matter in England of seeding thinks, now for them. Yeah, everyone in England now thinks that they're going to win the World Cup. Um, hey, that'd be cool. I love a lot of those guys on that squad. That'd be, they, they look, uh, they're fun to watch, man. Jesse Lingard, whew, he had a hell of a kick last week. Yeah, he, you're, you're Manchester United boy. Um, yeah, he's, he's a fun uh, he's one to everything watch about that club, man. A great young player that's come up. He's been a lot of fun. Got to tell you, his dancing's pretty fun. After he scores, he did the little shoot dance this time. He's done the Melly Rock yes. before. Dude, so. he did a, he did the Black Panther salute one time. <laughs> he's a fun player to watch. Yeah, he's amazing. Um, and then, of course, uh, Japan, Senegal, and Colombia, all of those, any of them can go through. Um, so Ooh. it'll be fun. It will be fun. Did you see the funny tweet going around? Of uh, So Senegal has their, their like dance they were doing during training. And then yeah. uh, someone put the video of that to the DuckTales theme music. And oh my God. <laughs> it fits perfectly, and it's the best Duck thing Tales. I've ever seen. Ooh. Right. That's I'm awesome. going to send this to you right after this recording. Um, oh perfect and it's gonna be amazing so can't wait good times man oh, cool we got a hell of so. a week ahead of us world cup is the deciding it's round of 16 sporting goes up to montreal the impact baguette and uh <laughs> you know we'll, we'll we'll be back on july 4th right we will drop that's our plan we're gonna uh, record on the third we'll drop the new uh pod on the fourth uh and uh we uh, hope you all have a great rest of your week. Um, follow us on Twitter at no other pod at Dan Couser at jcmax 3 uh, Send us an email, no other pod at gmail.com. And don't forget about those ratings and reviews like Dan said. So, um, yeah. And on the volley for... apparel, no other pod discount code. That's right. Um, so until next week, I'm Jimmy. He's Dan. We'll talk to y'all later. See ya. Hold on to your butts. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website 
are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.